Well, I'm speaking with Tara Bennett, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Tourism Port Douglas and Daintree. I've just been up to Port Douglas, a long weekend, by G. Tara, it was very cold this morning here in Melbourne, three degrees, and I'd been used to 20 more than that. I, I heard rumours of three degrees and I couldn't quite believe it, being that when I woke to a 21 degree day, yeah. I thought it was a little bit chilly. Yeah, no, it was lovely up there. And of course, one of the features of this particular weekend in Port Douglas is uh, Taste Port Douglas. So it's a bit like a Melbourne food festival, except you haven't got the chilly wind running up the Yarra River <laughs> or the Docklands where you're having your long lunch. Um, this is a big event for you guys. How many were people might have been involved with their thousands involved I I certainly saw hundreds yes yeah, certainly throughout the weekend there would have been many thousands of attendees across the various events I mean it, it is just such a wonderful celebration of our tropical bounty of food and half of Melbourne seemed to be there Tara Certainly well, the chef department, you know. Absolutely. I, I don't think anyone was manning the restaurants in Melbourne over the weekend. I we mm. <laughs> Certainly a lot of big names. And, you know, it is such a big time of the year for Victorians to be visiting the Port Douglas and Daintree region. Mm. Yeah, I noticed. And, and the other accents I heard, apart from staff, at the, we stayed at Sheraton, Mar- Sheraton Grand Mirage, there were a lot of... Uh, sort of South American accents there, Argentinians, Brazilians, etc. But the other major accent was Americans. You've got quite a lot of leisure visitors in. Correct, correct. It is a big time of year with a lot of the key American holidays on. So this tends to be a time of year where we have a lot of repeat visitors from Victoria and a lot of our international markets and the US is our biggest international market. Right. Now, during the downturn, I know I did speak to you there at one stage and you didn't feel like you'd been all that badly affected by the pandemic. Obviously, there were issues in hotels, etc. But um, how, how would you say you've come out of it all? Yeah, look, it's it was an interesting journey, Graham. Um, certainly, you know, things came to a standstill, and in a tourist town, that that was felt in every corner of the the community. However, with the the intrastate market and then the opportunities that opened up, we did see pick up quite quickly when we had opportunities available to us. So we were fortunate that a lot of the government measures kept our industry ticking over and we've come out of it with a very similar make up to what we were pre-COVID as in we didn't lose any big businesses they're all ready to get going um, and certainly it was probably more the vis- the workers that really made it hard last year without yeah. the backpackers but as you've just said we've seen a huge comeback of backpackers from South America, from Europe, UK as well. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was terrific to, to actually see that I, but I guess there's still an issue up there I'm hearing there is about accommodation for staff Yes, and this is being felt in regional centres around Australia. Um, we've had a lot of people move into the region that are working remotely, so they're taking up some of the accommodation. Airbnb has also taken away some of the stock. So it's it's a crunch that's being felt around Australia due to a variety of changes that have happened. Mm. I, I wonder whether uh, large hotels like uh, Sheraton Grand might end up having to either build something or, you know, borrow something from somebody to, to get the staff, to maintain their staff levels. 
Yeah, look, we're seeing a lot of businesses getting creative. Some have purchased houses and apartments. Others are taking out leases so that they can secure accommodation for their staff. So that had to happen quite quickly uh, for businesses that were in a position to do that. Right. And obviously, people who fly in from Melbourne are leisure visitors are very reliant upon uh, the business, that is, the hotel business and the restaurant business and all those other elements in the service industries of, uh, of Port Douglas. So we, we can't forget that these people have got to live and, and enjoy life and have a work-life balance up there too. Well, exactly right. I mean, if we want to keep tourism businesses going in Port Douglas, then we have to have a, you know space to house the staff to keep those businesses going. So mm. it, it's an issue we're grappling with, certainly, mm. and we are sharing that conversation with a lot of other regions because it's, um, you know, it's playing out across Australia. Um, and we're certainly trying to elevate the topic at the federal, state and regional level. I was going to ask, is it something you're going to have to go to the federal government to say, we need some, you know, capital funding to get this going? Oh, we have been saying that, Graham. However, I think most regions are for low-cost housing, whether it's for vulnerable communities or for us for you know worker accommodation. I think everyone's crying out right now. Right. So it it has to be a much more comprehensive solution Australia-wide. Maybe you've got to introduce glamping to five-star staff. Oh, we've looked at everything. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> no, I imagine you have. Now, just uh, from a business events perspective, I. I I know a lot of the listeners to our radio show are just plain old leisure travellers, but some of them are also professionals who have groups they work with, lawyers, doctors, etc. Um, and business events, the, chances, the chance to meet in a nice location like Port Douglas, whether it's uh, just a plain old team building session or, a, or some sort of planning arrangement, but even an incentive trip. And so we did some interesting incentive stuff. I floated down the Mossman River, which was a lot of fun. I fell in a few times. Uh, I got to, I got to admit that, but uh, it was great. And in all the years I've been, I say all the years, I suppose I've been coming up and seeing you over the past decade or more. I haven't heard about that particular um, activity for that would be wonderful for groups. We had about uh, six or seven people involved from from uh, Sydney and Melbourne, um, and it was something quite different. That's right. I look, drifting down a rainforest river surrounded by the canopy with the sounds, the smells of the rainforest, it, it really is an extraordinary experience. And for delegates, I think it's such a great way to you know, unleash a bit of creative thinking, to get people working together, having a bit of a giggle at one another as they fall we in, as you that. say. Yep. Um, it, you know, it, it breaks down barriers. And mm. that's certainly where I think believe Port Douglas and the Daintree shines, having nature as the backdrop for business events really provides some unique opportunities to have delegates connect. Yeah, and uh, we certainly felt like we were in Melbourne, we were in that river. It was about our oh, yeah. temperature. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, surprisingly refreshing. Yeah, but I must say we then went out to the Low Isles and had a bit of a swim around. I quite enjoyed the Low Isles, I just think, from the deep reef because you can sit on the beach if you want to and then you can sort of duck paddle your way in off the edge of the sand and um, have a wander around. I thought the, that area looked to be in really good nick. Last time I was out there, there were some areas that looked to be affected by bleaching, etc. but it all looked terrific and lots of fish around. I, I had a close encounter with a small shark and a turtle. <laughs> I, felt more, I felt more concerned about the turtle. It looked like he might have snapped my finger. Um, but that, that was great. I really enjoyed that. 
Oh, look, I think Low Isles is looking extraordinary right now. It certainly did suffer through one of the more recent coral bleachings, but the resilience of the coral has been extraordinary. And in fact, it's an area that previously was most well known for soft coral. And, yeah. and following the last bleaching, it's come back with hard and soft corals. Yeah. So that is the, the resilience coming through of the reef to not only suffer but come back and come back stronger um, and I love low isles such an abundance of fish and as you say swimming off the beach makes it a lot more approachable for some people who feel a little uh, a bit apprehensive about the open water yeah. and so it really provides a fabulous opportunity for more people to be able to embrace the Great Barrier Reef and, and yeah. experience it up close. And what is it 30 minutes um, boat rides yeah. it's relatively we had one child on the boat who unfortunately was ill, but I think everyone, uh, some of our girls were a bit concerned about whether it was going to be a rough ride, but it was actually pretty good and, and short. So, you know, you got that's, in the water and you right. felt better. And, it, and it's a little bit more protected. And the beauty, as you say, of being on an island, you're getting off the, the moving vessel if you are feeling a little bit queasy. So that I certainly recommend Low Isles to a wide range of travellers because it just has so many pluses. Mm. So have you got any big events coming up um, apart from Tasteport Douglas, obviously, but you know, even maybe more business-focused events coming up over the next 12 months, Tara? We do. Look, we're moving beyond the food focus and we've now got a few athletic events coming up uh, right. with mountain biking and road bikes um, okay. for the regional event side. But the business event side, we've seen some really good interest in incentives into the back end of this year. Um, right. It is a little bit softer than we'd like. However, 2024 is looking incredibly strong. So I think there's just been a little bit of hesitancy from some of the um, corporate groups about where the economy is going to land, but we're certainly seeing a lot of optimism uh, for next year and beyond. Is so that national it, and international, Tara? That's exactly right, Graham. Okay. it is. And, um, and America so, is a leader in the international, yeah? Correct. And I actually just got back from Los Angeles over the weekend. I was there for a leisure show, but also had some business events meetings. And, and interest is really high. Right. I think with the aviation access improving um, and a whole range of cities now having better access into Brisbane and then up into Cairns or via Sydney, we're really well positioned going forward. And what are your direct flights into uh, Cairns International Airport? Where are you connected to at the minute? Right now, Tokyo, uh, Denpasar, and the big one is Singapore for us. Right. We have Singapore Airlines servicing the region five times a week, and they've just announced that as of March, they'll be adding um, a wide body to that route going forward. So okay. that's increasing our capacity as well as the front end of the plane with a lot more business class seats. Right. Um, and that sorry, provides great connections for us through to Europe, UK, and we do see some North American travel coming through there. Well, I was going to ask, otherwise, where do your North Americans, they come into Brisbane, do they? More often through Sydney right. as a dual destination program, um, but we also have seasonal flights with Air New Zealand via Auckland, and Auckland has great access into a range of US cities. So right. uh, going forward, we see some really good opportunities with greater access coming in. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a bit maudlin about things, but I, I wonder whether you might win business from Hawaii um, over the ensuing few years, given what's happened over there. It's quite possible, and that is the ebb and flow that we always see, unfortunately, when natural disasters 
impact a region. Mm. Um, you do pick up business, and and likewise, when we have incidents up in tropical North Queensland, we'll see the business yeah. go elsewhere. Away, that, yeah. That's that's just the process of it. Mm. Well, Tara, it's, uh, you know, I drove Macrossan Street. I, I can see new development happening there. Some old buildings being bowled over as if something brand new and spanking is going to turn up and a few, shop, a few shops have been renewed. So the place does look like it's uh, up and running. Yeah, look, it has a fabulously vibrant feel right now, Graham. Um, there is a great optimism for our industry. And I think with Port Douglas, we try and maintain that balance of seeing new developments coming in and, and you know, fresh businesses while also maintaining that low impact building footprint. And that's a really big part of our sustainability for the destination is balancing investment and growth with really maintaining the character of the destination. And from a city where we seem to be going up to 80 storeys high, you've got an interesting rule about height in Port Douglas, <laughs> what is, which is what? No building's taller than a palm tree. And is there any particular palm tree or just generally? Oh, well, a palm tree that's around three storeys. So I'm looking okay. out my window now at a building that is three storeys and there's a number of palm trees peaking above that. So right. it is a measure that our council put in place in the late 1980s and that's how long we've been really following a sustainability path to make sure our footprint is balanced with investment, growth and innovation. That's fantastic. Tara Bennett, thank you so much for your time. Great to have you on the show and uh, look forward to talking with you again. Thank you, Graham. Always a pleasure. I was speaking there with Tara Bennett, CEO of Tourism Port Douglas and Daintree, about the great news that backpackers have returned to Port Douglas and uh, the issue now is to find accommodation for them as visitors and new residents, many of them digital nomads from Melbourne, have moved into the region to work remotely.